The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, hello once again. That is Rob Golfie, sales representative with the Golfie team. We also have a special guest on the show today. We will introduce that person in mere seconds from now. But you know the number to call to call the number one Remax team in Canada. And we also have some breaking news on this. The Golfie team, 905-575-77. The first real estate team ever in this city to sell 1,000 homes in a year. Online, robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can follow them on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. For an instant home estimates, go online to golfihomevalue.com. And if you have a topic idea or a question you would like Rob to answer on a future program, send them an email, questions at robgolfi.com. The breaking news is... Well, we're going to hang on for that. Before we get to that, our special guest today, Lou Tallarico, is back on the show. Lou, how are you? Hey, I'm very good. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> Rob, I'll, I'll let you break the news on what happened this past weekend in Las Vegas. So this past weekend, we were awarded the number one REMAX team in Canada and the number two REMAX team in the world. So we were pretty happy. I was, I was really proud of our team. I was really happy, you know, that uh, I, I just want to say thank you to the clients and thank you to our team for, uh, you know, getting us uh, to a level uh, of uh, of status that we are. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a good milestone. It's uh, it's good. I'm really proud of everybody and, and uh, really happy about that. I'm nope. excited to be a part of that, too. Yeah, number two in the world. At last check, the world had like 8 billion people. So that's that's pretty big. <laughs> you know, you know what? I'll, t- I'll tell you a little bit about what. So when I started out in in uh, a, a real estate, everybody was there to help me out. Everybody like, hey, yeah, hey, Rob, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. As I'm climbing up the rankings, you know, and I was like top 100. I was the 100th top team in Canada. Everybody's helping me out. All the all the people above are helping me out. No problem. Hey, they they wanted to see me succeed, and I slowly uh, went up the ranks, up the ranks, up the ranks. So when I got to number one, nobody <laughs> wants to help me. <laughs> Go <down. laughs> nobody. It's it, it's it's lonely up here. No, yeah. but uh, I nobody. You know what? It, it's hard because if you look for uh, advice, and I still take advice from people that are, are are you know doing little deals a year because you learn from everybody. Sure. But I'll tell you that other teams in the world, the, the, the other teams in the world, uh, especially in Canada, nobody, no, I, I have to go to the United States. Now, even, <laughs> even that little world is getting smaller for me. There's very few people I can call and say, Hey, I, what do you do in this situation? Rob, you're doing enough. I'm not going to help you. It's, it's, goodbye, <laughs> hero. That is it's like, it, it, they're like, they're going to, it's, it's, they're not helping me at all. So I have to find people that are doing more business than me <laughs> in the world. And that they're willing to talk to me, but eventually they'll say, no, no more for you. No more. <laughs> so do you so know? We've been on a good run, Rick. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do you know where the number one team is? Is, is it in the States? Yeah, it is in Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Wow. Uh, yeah. Gary Ashton. He's, um, it, it, it's going to take us, uh, it's going to take us a few years to, to 
get close to him, but uh, he, he's he's looking in a rearview mirror at me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you can uh, contact the Golfy team again, 905-575-7700. Yes, the number one REMAX team in Canada, number two worldwide. That is absolutely amazing. All right, we've got a lot of things to get to today. Oh, I do I do want to give a shout-out as well to Phil Golfy. I saw on the Instagram page, the Golfy team Instagram page, Phil Golfy is a top 30 under 30 uh, in terms of real estate sales. So congrats to Phil. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's uh, so he's, uh, he's getting up there in the ranks too. So <laughs> it's exciting. And he's actually on a panel speaking at a buzz conference in uh, Mississauga at the end of the month. I think it's uh, March 30th. So nice. they've got him on a panel uh, talking about, uh, you know, you know, for young, uh, new uh, realtors. Remember and, when you were under 30, Rob? Do you remember when you were under 30? I didn't get in until I was 31. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there was no under 40. <laughs> there was no under 40. Why isn't there an over 50 club? I don't understand. Why can't we do the, the Lou, you, you would be number one in that category, Lou. You would be number one. Oh, thank one. you. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to give Lou... Uh, we're We'll give Lou the award for just participating. We're going to give him a participation uh, <laughs> ribbon, uh, thing. and also the wear, and also wearing the toque. He always yeah. wears a toque. He, he wears toques pretty good. Plus toque program. Yeah, nice. All right, let's dive into some stats because Rob, you've uncovered a, a pretty interesting element when we look at the average sale price in Hamilton uh, throughout the last number, and, and Burlington and Niagara as well throughout the last number of years, going back to 2015. And you've uncovered something, as I said, pretty interesting. What have you found? Yeah, so I I went back to January 2015 till uh, February 28th of this year. Now it shows that mostly uh, market uh, uh, picks up in February, March, April, depending on the area. So I, I'm going to start working on the Hamilton one, and it showed in February uh, it started really uh, gaining ground, probably like February, March, April, uh, and it actually went pretty quite a bit, even to uh, May, uh, there was a boom in 2015. That's early spring. And then 2016, again, March, April, May, boom, it, things started climbing. And then it continuously climbed uh, slowly, but surely, but not aggressively in, two, uh, in, uh, in 2016. Now, 2017, that was the, the, the previous boom that we had. Markets, prices went up dramatically in uh, February, March, April, even until June of 2017. Then we saw a uh, adjustment period uh, right till probably September, actually longer till October, 2019. So now it took two years. So if you bought in January, sorry, February, March, or April of 2017, it took two years for the market to catch up to that price, what you paid for. Okay, so, mm -hmm. okay, no problem. But guess what, now today, if you bought in, in, in uh, February, March of 2017, um, the average sale price back then was probably 510000 in the, in the height of 2017 in Hamilton, Hamilton and surrounding areas. Well, 2018, sorry, 2023, where we are now, the average sale price is seven fifty. So you did fine. So no problem. But then I'm, I'm looking at the adjustment period. Then there was growth. After um, uh, uh, November, uh, uh, let's say November of 2019, it started growing again because we went through our, our uh, adjustment period. And then we get another boom in 2021. 
2021, we get another boom. Spring, again, February, March, April, uh, a boom. Then the market continuously grows into 2022. And then, boom, we get the big market uh, boom in uh, spring, uh, 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 in the spring of 2022. That was the, the, the big number. Now, in 2022, we're having an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, we're sitting at... Uh, in February, for just the Hamilton surrounding area, seven average sale price seven hundred fifty thousand. Now, in the height, we were at nine hundred and fifty eight thousand. Now, the numbers I'm giving you are are the benchmark prices, the median prices, not average price. Okay. These are the real numbers, ladies and gentlemen. These are the real numbers of what what the numbers are. So, my prediction is that we're going to have another boom in 2027, and it's going to start somewhere in 2026 that's where you're going to start seeing houses climb mm-hmm. now my my theory is between now and 2026 this is two years like it's going to float around it's going to it's going to go up it's going to go down but you know five ten you know thousand like that but i'm going to tell you you better if you're in if you're in university you you better get thinking about and you're graduating you better better start thinking about buying a house before 2026 or 27 because that's going to be the next driving boom. In my opinion, I truly believe it. I, I watched the numbers and, um, it, it, uh, and, and anybody else just, here's your moment. Like housing prices are going to start climbing slowly in the next 18 months, yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. They're just going to like just history normal. Has, history has a re- uh, habit of repeating itself. Yeah. So it's what you saw in but, the last but, five years. And the thing is the difference between uh, like years ago from the fifties till now uh, we're in a fast-paced market because the market is fast. We got everything instantly, like from the internet, everything else. So the key thing is, the key thing is, is if you are looking at buying a house within the next two years, you're good. I mean, housing prices are going to go up slowly, a little bit at a time. But I'm telling you, you got to get into the housing market be, uh, somewhere in a two thousand before 2026 or by 2026, because 2027 in uh, February, March, and April, either you sell. Or you just got to wait it out again and just pay more big bucks again after that. So, and, and I look at articles in, 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 uh, from, from 1989, 1987, uh, and they're talking about how, uh, housing has gone, uh, so expensive. It's, it's unaffordable. It's the same news 35 yeah. years later. Yeah. Just with so different nothing numbers. has changed, just the different numbers. It's still unaffordable. And it's, and it, you know, so we're going to go with highs. We're going to have a recession adjustment, go up highs. So, I mean, it's just, you, you could play the news from ni- 1989 yeah. and, uh, or 1990. You could just say, Hey, let's not do the news anymore. Let's just repeat what was, what was said on, uh, on the news from back then. And uh, we're covered. We don't need to hire any more news anchor people anymore. Well, you're, just you're putting me out of business repeat. here, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I won't do that again. But, but, uh, but, but I, I've got, I also got the Burlington and the Niagara, but I know we're running close to uh, uh, break time, but, but Rick, what, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, this was, you know, we, we've done kind of something similar to this before on, you know, how housing prices have doubled, you know, give or take every 10 years, uh, you know, save for, you know, those big recessions like the, the 90s. But at the end of the day, you know, I didn't really analyze the numbers as closely as you did. Obviously, you're this is you're in this game, but these booms and adjustments and how you can you know, look to the next, you know, four years, really, uh, an outlook to 2027 and make a legitimate prediction on how the market is going to change. It is 
ex- extraordinarily interesting to see how this market has gone up and down over the years, but there's always that boom, the adjustment and uh, you know, the price that people right now, when you're looking at the price thinking, oh my gosh, it's so expensive, but yeah, four years from now, it's going to go even higher. We're going to continue this conversation af- after the break and talk about a lot of other different things as well, including a luxury condo that's making news in the Niagara region. We'll talk about non-disclosure agreements and private lending. Is it something that you want to get into? You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy and Lou Tallarico, sales representatives with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfy team. The number one team in Canada in terms of Remax, number two in the world. Call the Golfy team today to get your home sold for top dollar at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Facebook and online at robgolfi.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. We're also going to get to later on in the show Canada's real estate bubble and how it is also eating its own underground economy. It's a really interesting story we'll dive into. Uh, just back to these numbers, these these boom and adjustment periods, the up and downs of the median uh, uh, housing price in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara. When you look at those three communities, Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, do you see similarities in terms of when the booms happen, when the adjustments happen? Is there a kind of a domino effect? Yes, the, the, there is a similarity, but I'll tell you something, Niagara, I noticed something a little different. Now, Niagara had the booms, but sometimes they actually lasted a little longer uh, into uh, uh, early, like early summer, which a lot of the other areas, they were just early spring. But Niagara, but the, Niagara always had a continuous growth. There was really hardly any adjustments in, 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 uh, in, in the areas because what happened was because a lot of the GTA buyers were coming down towards Niagara and they were just, they made up that adjustment period. Because if you look, Rick, on the on the the, list, the like the numbers, you're going to see they kind of continuously grow over like over the the, the months and years. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't really like a, a downshift, except except for 2000, except for 2022. That is pretty well the only adjustment period that I I noticed because yeah. either flatlined or continuously grew, whether there was uh, like throughout the years. Like, and I'm going back to 2015. And that's going to tell me that tells me that the trend in Niagara, uh, because it was more affordable 
it has had tremendous amount of growth, but I think there is going to be a lot more growth there uh, in coming years. And same thing with the Hamilton area. I, I, I truly believe that, but Niagara didn't really have much they're, of a recession. They're more of a slow and steady wins the race kind of uh, yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've noticed that for sure as people kind of kind of get to Hamilton and they want to buy in Hamilton because it's close to Toronto, but then Hamilton's getting unaffordable. So no, let's go a little closer to Niagara and even Brantford going this way uh, and saying the same thing. Maybe we'll get more value going to Niagara. But again, yeah, slow and steady for sure in those regions and they, they don't come down as much. No, no. And I mean, there, there was an adjustment. So in... Uh, February, uh, March, April, May, or whatever of 2022, at the height, they were getting 805 to 790, somewhere around 800,000 uh, dollars, medium price, okay, benchmark price. Now, uh, Niagara, uh, as of uh, December, it's now starting to climb back up. It dropped. Now it's climbing back up in February at 633,500. So I, I truly believe, like I said, within two two years. Um, we're going to start seeing, like anybody that bought in uh, in early of last year, 2022, if you feel you paid too much, don't worry. In 18 months to two years, it's going to hit that point and it's going to surpass that. So, I mean, everybody that's in real estate should be in a, in a real estate for the long term, not short term. But uh, but you'll be fine. You'll be fine in uh, in 18 months to two years from now. You are right with the the extended boom period in Niagara, because when you look at Hamilton, Burlington, it's, you know, th- those boom months where the average price is boomed and then kind of escalated from there is about three, four, maybe five months in Niagara. There's there's a few that are three months, but more likely four, five, even six months long for these boom yeah. periods. Do you know why? Just. Just the combination. So, like Hamilton, it's just it, it's the GTA that's that's caused that. It's it's the people moving out that way because of the affordability. Right. Now, if let's say let's say let's say we did not have the GTA uh, um, abundance of people uh, moving towards Niagara, those Niagara numbers would not be the way they are now. They'd be just like they would be in Hamilton right. or anywhere else. But because of that, the combination of people moving out there kind of kept the market strong in the Niagara area. Like Niagara, I'll tell you, I remember there was a, a wartime house I was looking at. I, I listed it. It was 135,000. I'm telling you, this is not that long ago. I looked at it and I go, I need a little bit of work. I, I don't know. I, I'd be willing to pay maybe 120, right? But, and uh, I wish I bought that for even 135,000. I mean, it, 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 you could have, should have, would have. I know, I get it, I get it. But I knew it was a, a decent deal at the time. I knew that, but it's, I should, if you bought 10 of those today, those wartime houses are like, are worth like probably four or 500,000 now, at least 450, at yeah. least 450. They have no basements. They're easy to renovate. But anyway, uh, but that's the way it is. Now these wartime houses now that are worth, let's say 375 to 450, buy them because they're going to be worth 900,000 <laughs> in about 10 years. Jeez, that is that is insane. Uh, let's move on. Speaking of Niagara region, there is a really intense situation brewing in the Welland area. There is a luxury condo that is being constructed, and it is sold out. Um, but it, there's a lot of uh, negative publicity about it, and rightfully so, because this is a 226-unit, five-story condo that has still under construction, and part of it, twice now, has collapsed. Uh, it's been shown on video. It's all over the news. So the question is, if if someone bought a unit, and again, this is sold out, so a lot of people bought these units, 226 of these units, would you, could you, should you still go through with the sale? I, I'm going to tell you, I personally wouldn't. 
this is something I would have fear in me, in me if I was living there thinking, is this thing going to collapse? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that, perfect. It, it, I would have that fear. Now, can these guys get out of that contract? No, they wow. can't. Because whatever happened, I don't know what happened. Everybody's going to be pointing the fingers at everybody. And, and, and the sad thing is the developer hires the people to do this. They're the ones that are actually responsible, either the engineer, yeah. the contractor, whoever it is. But the, but, but the developer is the one that's going to have – it's his name on the building. That's it's right. his name. Yeah. Now, now, if the, if now this project's going to get delayed. And I think there is – I'm not sure if there's a thing in the contract, but if it gets to a certain point where it's so much delayed – I think people might be able to get out. Opt out yeah. yeah, there might be an opt out. So that's the saving grace for these people that bought this condo. I, I personally, I, I would have the fear living in there. I would have anxiety thinking that, hey, I could be sleeping here. I'd want to be on the top floor if I was living there. Nowhere else. <laughs> top floor. That's sad to say. It looked like one of the images we saw in the, in the horrific uh, earthquakes in Turkey. And yeah. Like, yeah. It was just unbelievable to see that that happened just down in the Niagara region. Well, and, and they built two towers there. Like... Like, obviously, the same guy, the same engineers, the same contractors put the other tower together like this one. Mm-hmm. So so it's going to cost everybody a lot of money on this one. Every, I'll tell you, developers not paying anybody right now. Engineers, there's, there's going to be lawsuits. This, this site is going to be tied up probably for at least six months to a year before they can actually go back. And they're probably going to have to rip everything down and rebuild a fresh, brand new. So... I don't know. Like I, I Rick, I, I, if my opinion, me, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to continue with that sale. I'm going to tell you if they do continue building it and they do, uh, you know, put it back together, they fix the, the engineering problems. There's going to be a stigma on that building for, for the next 25 years. And there's two, you know, there's a couple of things I thought of with this story. Number one, if I owned one of these units, there was, there's no way I'd go through with a sale or, or want to, because I could not in good conscience live there because every day you'd be thinking about, you know, is this the day this thing is going to come down again? Number two, there's no way any of these people are going to be able to unload these units to someone else because you're going to lose your shirt. No one's going to want to buy one of these units. And number three, maybe even have to rent. Yeah. Or sublet, whatever the case is. But can you imagine the developer? uh, Because there, there's going to be no doubt delays with this. And we know that the, the price of condos, could eventually go up again if this isn't done within a you know a, a, an agreed about um, amount of time and we're years down the road and this still is being constructed. This developer goes to these unit holders to say, "I need you to pay a little bit more because of all that's happened." Like, what a catastrophe! I think what's going to happen is uh, if they have to tear down these two buildings, they're going to he's going to sell it to somebody else. Because he ain't going to be able to sell that same site himself again. Yeah. It's going to have to be a different developer. And then, and then he will have, I'm going to tell you, he's going to have that stigma with him for the rest of his life. Like, like his name is on that. Now, it's him that, that, like, they basically, his reputation just got ruined. by It could be a bad engineer, could be a bad contractor. We don't know. Like, the developer is the guy that hires everybody. Yeah. And, 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 but the city... Like basically goes there and inspection goes on inspection, but I mean, what do they look? They see a bunch of beams, you know, you know, welded together and screwed together. I mean, it's not like they're you know jumping on and bouncing on it. Yeah, this looks like it's going to make it all right, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. But uh, it, it's but yeah, I think uh, I think somebody has has to go in there and take over, and he's just going to have to sell the site, and then 
and have a different developer because these people, I'm telling you, they'll put a class action lawsuit against him and saying there's no way. And then and then they put out a press release that's saying, oh, the people that bought, they're they're fine with it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't believe that, but I honestly, personally, I would not want to. Uh, uh, move into something that I knew that collapsed during construction. Yeah. I think this, even I think, if they fix it. Yeah. I think the smartest play here, and I know that uh, this is not my money on the table, obviously would be to release everyone from their, their agreement, tear the thing down and start from scratch because any, any go forward plan with this existing building is going to have, as you said, Rob, a stigma attached to it. It's going to be a hard sell. I, it, it, in the fastest way, forget, forget about having, uh, the people inspecting it, like the government, I mean, they're going to, they want to find out what happened. So it doesn't happen in the future for anybody else. As soon as they find that out, tear it down and sell the property, gets another developer to build it. Maybe the same plans, everything's already done. Mm -hmm. Boom. You go on, but, uh, but otherwise there's a lot of money going to be lost on this deal. A lot of money. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada and number two in the world. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. So on April Fool's Day, (laughs) (laughs) non-disclosure agreements in the real estate industry are going to be prohibited What's going on and what is going to be the impact here? I I think it's going to affect a lot. Like, I'm not sure if they're talking about, let's say, if a realtor assaults somebody and on on that aspect or a realtor kind of messed up purposely on a transaction and uh, he has the client say, listen, here's my I I, I messed up. I was greedy. here's my compensation, mm-hmm. but you have to sign a NDA non-disclosure agreement saying that you cannot uh, publish this or uh, talk to anybody about this. Yeah. I think they're going to say, uh, 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 we don't want that. And, uh, they want people to know exactly if you're a crook, they want people, everybody to know that you're a crook. Right. And, and that, I, that's what I think if, if I'm reading that right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm not sure how many are how many people are going to be impacted by it, but it'll be a, an interesting thing to follow over the next uh, few years. That is for sure. Um, speaking, yeah, spe- it's different. Yeah, yeah speaking of Go crooks, ahead, uh, I was going to say speaking of crooks and and I guess bad actors, <laughs> the the underground economy within the real estate uh, industry is certainly being hit by this real estate bubble. What what do you see going on? It is. It goes on all the time. Every single person uh, out there is is at least paid somebody cash to do something. You pay somebody cash to pit, cut your lawn. You pay somebody, you know, you get the, the plumber, the electrician, the roofer. Hey, listen, I can do it for this much uh, if you pay cash. And that's what's happening. And and they're calling it a uh, a 62. Is it a 60? Where I, I have the number here. 68.5 billion. billion industry. This is how uh, a lot of money is uh, laundered. They people like you'll get uh, a guy that's got money and he's probably got drug money. He buys a house, 
and he renovates it, pays cash, sells it. It's clean. That's what they call laundered, laundered money, clean money. <laughs> so a lot of that's probably happening a lot. But every every single person in 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 Canada or in the world have paid somebody cash to do one form of service or uh, of some sort at one time or another. It's just the way it is. So but, that but, hey, especially if you're Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Stop, stop, that's, that's, stop, that's stop, me, stop incriminating there. Says, says the three Italians. So Lou Tellerico is Italian. Just let everybody know. <laughs> yeah, so, so he knows that. He, he knows that. I always like for cash. But but it, but what I what I see is it's probably a lot bigger. It became a lot bigger through COVID than and ever before. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's uh, I don't know how they're going to uh, stop it unless they have uh, no cash. It's a uh, you know there's no cash in the uh, in the world. Any coincidence? That yeah. Bitcoin went down during that time and then cash went up. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's what's happened. So people have a lot of cash in their house and they're paying uh, for services and uh, product that uh, in cash without uh, paying taxes on HST or anything on that. And uh, so that's what's hurting uh, the government. Economy. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you a question about this when we come back on the other side of the break about uh, this underground economy within the real estate sector. But don't forget, if you want to sell your home for top dollar, strike while the iron's hot and call the number one REMAX team in Canada, number two worldwide, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That website again is robgolfi.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you have a topic idea or a question you would like Rob to answer on a future show, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, that question about the underground economy, private lending, we'll get into that, and a whole lot more still to come here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You are listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy and Lou Tallarico, sales representatives, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada, number two in the world, the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. Also, the first real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. They're dominating the social media scene. The Golfie team is all over TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want an instant home estimate, go to home, golfiehomevalue.com. Again, golfiehomevalue.com. Plug in a couple of numbers and you'll get a pretty good idea of what your home could go for if it is listed with the Golfie team. All right, back to the underground economy. We talked about this before the break on how even in this real estate bubble, uh, this underground economy is still bubbling. Do, do you get the sense that, you know, with, with inflation where it is, with mortgage rates where they are, that people might turn more and more to the underground economy because they want to save mm -hmm. on those interest rate hikes? Absolutely. Because here, here's the thing about this. So if a guy is selling his services and he's getting cash, 
So let's say let's say that let's say the service the, the total cost of the job is going to be ten thousand dollars for the the homeowner. Right. Well, that uh, person, let's say let's say he's a plumber. I mean, he's not paying tax on that when he gets cash. So, like, let's say let's say five thousand dollars of that of that uh, uh, service was labor. Now, that five thousand dollars in labor that uh, he would get um, if he was taxed, if he got that on the books, it, it, he would end up probably let's say twenty five hundred dollars of it because mm-hmm. yeah. he'd have to pay tax on the other twenty five hundred. So, sure. to him. That's $5,000 cash. So what he's going to do down the road, he's got cash. He's not going to put it in the bank. He's going to buy something else for cash. Right. Right. So it just, it just continues. So, and, and what happens is he helps, but, but again, the plumber does the service a little cheaper because he's getting cash. The homeowner gets the, gets the service a little cheaper because he's paying cash. And it's just a continuing, continuing domino effect on everything like that. So it, it is, it is, people are looking for a deal. Like, like I'm going to tell you, like Rick, I, I'll tell you, everybody's paid cash for of some sort of uh, job or service uh, somebody's done at one time or another. Say, hey, listen, if you pay me cash, uh, I can do it for this much. Yeah, that sounds more intriguing, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the homeowner, he's not going to be able to write it off. And uh, because, you know what I mean? Like whatever, whether he pays uh, by check or cash, he still has to pay. So it's not like he's getting a deal. He, the only deal he's getting is a cheaper price. So that's yeah, it. He's yeah. not. There's no tax benefits on his part unless it is a, uh, a rental property or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting stuff. Let's get into private lending and whether or not that could be an option for someone who's listening right now. Because, you know, with the cost of living where it is, with inflation going up, mortgage rates going up, people might find themselves in a place where their credit has taken a beating. Um, you know, because, you know, maybe debt has piled up and they now have to look to a private lender or a B lender. This this is not it's not necessarily a bad option. It could be the best option for people out there. What do you guys think of the private mortgage lending route? OK, so it's it's between private lending and B lenders. That's 30 percent of the market in Canada. Now, I just want to define what a, a, a B lender is. A B lender, a B lender mortgage is generally offered at a higher interest rate than, than the later. That is because they, uh, because they lower their uh, entry barrier to cater to clients with less than perfect credit scores and fluctuating income. B, B lenders, uh, mortgage rates in Canada are higher and the minimum down payment ranges from at least 20% to even 35% in some cases. Now, immigrants and self-employed people who usually lack strong credits and guaranteed income can leverage B lending mortgages to purchase their desired home. Uh, however, it's necessary uh, for to look into the specific terms given by the B lenders to ensure you don't get trapped into enormously high interest rates and that can't afford. There is a lot of people that have uh, interest rates. When we were getting 2% interest, those B lenders, they had to go at six, 7%. Now, now you know what I'm saying? So because they, their credit score or again, immigrants, but once they build up their credit rating, boom, they're off the books. Mm-hmm. Those are not uh, cheap. I mean, the, no. the private lenders today, I mean, they used to, you know, give out a you know, hundred thousand, two thousand dollars second mortgage or whatever, for maybe, you know, six, seven, 8%. Now it's like 10, 12, maybe even 14%. So, wow. you know, it's just because of the driving uh, interest rates that are in the, uh, the A lenders. Yeah. And uh, that's what creating uh, a big boom in the uh, private lenders. So, but if you need the money, you got to go to them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it might be the only option for many people who, yeah. as, as you said, are new to the country. They have no credit rating. They have to start somewhere. And this is where that somewhere starts. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you two guys on how you are able to spot bad neighbors when you are looking for houses in neighborhoods in Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara. We'll talk about that next when the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go-round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you, alongside Rob Golfy and Lou Tallarico. Sales representatives, Remax, Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online today at robgolfy.com. The hottest listings in town are at robgolfy.com. Call the Golfy team today at 905-575-7700. You will be calling the number one Remax team in Canada and the number two team in the world. You can follow them on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So you're out with a client, you're searching for their perfect home, their dream home. They want, you know, a bungalow with a white picket fence and everything under the sun. But you spot a bad neighbor or potential bad neighbor. What are some of the warning signs, some of the red flags that you have seen in your illustrious careers mm-hmm. that you say, uh-oh, this might not be the perfect home for you? Uh, yeah, you pick them up pretty quick because <laughs> they, a bad neighbor uh, uh will come right directly to the realtor and the, and the guy that's looking at this and he and then you can read between the lines like he's giving his opinion of what the person is and you're kind of like okay wait a minute like why is this guy coming out you know <laughs> like we're showing prospective home buyers yeah a house yeah. the neighbor will kind of come out and sort of pre-screen and kind of give some two cents of what the uh wow. the neighbor's about I've heard, I've had one talk about the fence line and how they've already <laughs> kind of engaged over to their fence uh, side of the property and now there's going to be a problem. So he's kind of like giving people warning. Let, let, let you know, listen, hey, that fence ain't coming down or that tree or bushes. You cannot touch it even though it's not his. Wow. <laughs> they literally they literally like attack you off oh, yeah. on the street before you even go into the house. So already when you come out after. Or, or, or you, you see their Rottweiler or their, or their uh, bulldog or whatever uh, <laughs> uh, in the backyard just growling like crazy. Hey, those are obvious signs, Rick. But honestly, like when you're looking at neighbors in, in, in real life, like also things like even if you don't see them, you look at their property, okay? You look at how they're landscaping. You look at their, their exterior and yeah. how they maintain their property. That's a pretty good indication of the type of neighbor you're going to look at. Right. So those are the types of things that, you know, as a, as a potential um, home buyer, you got to kind of be aware of, look at your surroundings. I mean, you can't always base your decision on someone who may be a little bit of a hoarder or whatever you see their backyard with stuff. I mean, those are the things that are a little concerning. Not the end of the day, the you know, world ending, because as long as you take your, care of yours, it'll be great mm-hmm. for you and your family. But you got to kind of look at those things too and say, oh, 
If yeah. there's a neighbor that doesn't have that, it'd be probably better. Well, I remember you were selling your house, Lou, and the neighbor was walking around in his speedo, uh, <laughs> cutting a lot in the <laughs> next thirty. Yeah, 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 it cost you it cost you two hundred fifty thousand off the price because nobody wanted to watch this guy, and this guy cuts his lawn every day. Wow! Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's, there's there's different signs I can uh, be aware of as a home buyer, but but yeah, be, be, just be aware of your neighborhood and just kind of look around and just don't look at the house you're buying. Look, look at the surroundings. Yeah. If you have a bad neighbor, and sell the house in the wintertime because you're not because in the summertime you're lingering around, walking outside more mm-hmm. of the house than you are inside. But if you if you're outside, yeah, oh yeah, those neighbors they come out and they and they voice their opinions of what's going on in the neighborhood. They voice. What, what the homeowner of the house they they there's always a Gladys in the neighborhood <laughs> and that'll tell you everything and ever and anybody that doesn't know well actually uh, if anybody doesn't know what Gladys is I'm bewitched that was a lady that knew everything that was going on yep. right. yeah oh so. she was a fantastic actress do you yeah. recommend that when you're showing a home do you recommend to your clients hey listen you know take some time on a weekend or whatever to speak to other neighbors on the street just to get a sense of the neighborhood. Absolutely. Knock on their door, talk to them, and they and they will give you an indication. You'll get a now you can read between the lines, like when a neighbor starts talking, what's going on. You yeah, can you yeah. can I almost identify that neighbor what his role is in the street. You know what I mean? And uh and usually uh when you talk to three or four neighbors, you, you'll have a good aspect of what that street's about. And uh but you can't just go by one person, one one household going to them and asking them, hey, listen, how's this neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Uh, some people say, you know what, we've been having problems with the sewer system or, we, you know, that neighbor over there, you know, they got bikers there all the time. He starts his bike and stuff like that. Some good neighbors will tell you the truth, you know. But, but honestly, for the most part, when we do have it, whether it's purposeful or not, talking to neighbors, for the most part, it's a good reassurance for our clients and buyers that said, oh, my God, yeah, I spoke to the neighbors and I feel so good about the street. They told me how great it is and, and yada, yada. So it does help us. But for the, and again, that's for the majority of the time. Yeah, those exceptions where there's a little bit of a concern or problem neighbor, you got to be careful. But again, for the most part, we leverage uh, good relations in the neighborhood and, and, and helps sell homes all the time. Mm-hmm. We've got about 30 seconds. I know there's not as many open houses today than there were you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. But would you also get that information at that uh, place as well uh, during an open house? Absolutely. Yeah. The neighbors come in, they, they start talking about what's going on. You get, you actually, as a realtor, get a little bit of a vibe of what that, that, that street is all about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're sure to get neighbors coming in there, the, uh, the nosy neighbors and, and yeah. you're a little bit of a vibe from them. Sure. And yeah. it's, it's sometimes again, for the most part, it's good. But you got to be careful. Yeah. Well, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Thanks to Rob and Lou, and thank you for listening to The Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.